Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, we have Senator Bryce Wiggins, and we'll have him in just a second. But I want to share something with you, and then I'll get his thoughts about this, because it said, you know, what I'm about to read to you says a lot about, about coastal Mississippi and who we are. And it was uh, posted on from a website called Mindful Christianity, and Murakimi is the one who wrote it. So anyway, here it is. And once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't, you, you won't even be sure, in fact, whether the storm is really completely over. But one thing is certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person you were that walked into it. You know, I say this as a general rule. I talk about this on Coastview all the time, that the storms we face in life, um, for us here in coastal Mississippi, tend to be a little bit stronger, maybe. Um, you know, we, we have the personal challenges like the pandemic and things that go on in your life. I mean, everybody has those. Every, around the world, everybody has those. But when you combine those life experiences with the storms that we've had to deal with, whether it be a pandemic or a Hurricane Katrina or an oil spill, I mean, some of the worst natural disasters in American history, what it ultimately does, though, is it makes us tougher. It makes us stronger. It makes us more resilient. And I'll talk about that as one of our advantages, actually, that once we've been through those trials and tribulations at the end of the day, it, it creates a bit of an advantage for us over other parts of the country. We're, we're more resilient. Our ability to bounce back is better. And uh, I think the one thing that really makes the most difference is something I refer to on this on the show all the time, and that is that you know it doesn't matter what political party you're from. When you're in the midst of a storm, people have a tendency to take care of their neighbor, and you know the number of volunteers that come out of the woodwork to help us. That's what one of the reasons why Mississippi is always the t- one of the top in the nation in terms of per capita giving, because we really want to take care of each other, and we know what it takes to recover. So, when we're talking about you know whether the you know the storm that we weather whether it's in your personal life or whether it's something that hits us all, we're tougher. And, uh, you know, just, just remember that. Just work, work, work to continue to make that resiliency that's in all of us one of our sort of competitive advantages. So, so let's uh, move on now to our friend, Senator Bryce Wiggins. He's uh, from District 52 in Jackson County. He's the chair of the Senate Judiciary Aid Committee, and he's been incredibly active in the Senate as a leader. Bryce, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Ricky, doing great. And I just want to echo what you said about resiliency. And um, people may get tired of talking about it, but we have a, um, let me put it this way, we all have a Katrina story. And when you were talking about that, I think about Katrina and how we came back in my personal situation. uh, I was looking through um, an 18-wheeler for diapers for my two-month-old baby not uh, believing I found myself in that situation. My son was three years old um, and almost we didn't get to have a birthday with him. 
And here we are now, and I'm, I'm coming from Pascagoula, and you talk about resiliency. If people were down here this past weekend on Saturday, it was blowing and going with uh, the barbecue. There's development going on. And so the re resiliency is something that is, is part of who we are. It, it is part of who we are. You know, I, I, I've mentioned this before, but when I was 21, I found my own father dead, and he was only 44 years old. I didn't think I would ever recover from that. And, you know, as the years go by, one thing about the human spirit is it does heal. You know, it does heal, and you move on. And more recently, you may have heard me tell the story of my granddaughter, Mila, who, as it turned out at the time, had um, it was really, really sick, double pneumonia and some other issues. And she stopped breathing, and I had to do mouth-to-mouth -mouth on her. And her mother, who's a critical care nurse, was there as well. And my wife and um, my, my daughter and others were there. And and then in the moment, as a former paramedic, in the moment, I sort of got through, the, got through it, and I just focused on what needed to be done. But when it was over with... I was a basket case for about three or four weeks. And it, again, here I am, I sit here today and I look back on that and I think, gosh, I'm, I'm stronger because of that. I'm stronger because I went through that. I, and in the moment, Katrina was like this, but in the moment, you don't, you don't sense this, but when you look back in my case, in the case of Mila, it turned out really good for me, thank God. In the case of Katrina, where we almost got washed away, my family survived. When you're in those situations, it reminds you, doesn't it, though, Bryce, what in life is really important, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to top you here, Ricky. <laughs> um, and I know people know about this, but I, I have a story similar to that. And yes, about Katrina. But more recently, the start of my second term in the Senate, my wife, Heather, was diagnosed with breast cancer, hit us out of the blue. Um, and when you have to tell your uh, uh, middle school, elementary children that their wife, that their mother has breast cancer, and at that time uh, we didn't know if she was going to survive, um, but we got through it. Uh, we we made it through, and by the grace of God and family, uh, she is all well now. She's good. But to your point, Ricky, um, it gave me a perspective. You realize that, to put it uh, succinctly, there are there are just things that are more important than other things. And as much as I love Mississippi, as much as I love South Mississippi, as love as as much as I love what I'm doing, um, and it made me realize that everything that things that get talked about in Jackson at the Capitol, you know what, they really aren't that important. When your wife is diagnosed with stage two and a half breast cancer um, and she uh, possibly could could pass away. You know, the things that go on in Jackson, and to be honest, the things that go in, on in our political environment, the stuff that gets talked about out of DC, the stuff that goes around on social media, you know what? There's more important things and your family, your friends, the relationships, that's what drives it. And the others, while they're important, it's about priorities. Is that what you were kind of saying? 100%. 100%. God bless you and your family. But here, here, you know, here's the thing, though. It is in those moments like you experienced and the, your Katrina experience and my experience and so many others like us. That, that I think sometimes the busyness of life, we get moving so fast, we, we kind of lose perspective. I think the further we get away from incidents, 
the less clarity we have about what is important. I mean, those in those moments, we are reminded. We are, have this like stark reminder of you know what that not all those other things don't matter. That there's a lot of noise in life that doesn't matter, and that our loved ones and those that are close to us are what matters. And um, you know, I think. In, but again, again, the thing that coastal Mississippians bring to the table is a toughness around these things, the ability to help each other, and. Um, you know, we've been there. We're, we're very resilient. Your family is now more resilient. Your family is now more appreciative of those moments together in ways that you weren't before. And we don't need those moments. We don't need those moments. To, I, I would rather not have those moments. But that's part of life, isn't it, Bryce? I mean, it, it's just it's part of life. It's part of life, but it makes you better. I know, look, I know because of what we've been through, Katrina, in our case, Heather's breast cancer, that I can stand up in the Mississippi Senate or uh, stand up uh, other places and fight and know that I'm going to be strong. And to be honest, that I've gone through those things, that no matter what people throw at me, be it the other side of the aisle or be it, uh, no offense to you, but the media, (laughs) I'm going to be fighting because I've been there. If I can overcome, if my family can overcome my wife's breast cancer and we can overcome Katrina, that means uh, that I'm going to be able to fight for, uh, you know, BP money or for uh, to to have uh, the best uh, elected officials and cut down on corruption or something like that. Because you know what? At the end of the day, that. Um, uh, the fact that my wife is here, my my kids have their mother, the fact that we all overcame Katrina, it gives us a perspective that I don't think a lot of people have, to be honest, and to your point. Yeah, it def- definitely is. And thanks for sharing that. And God, again, God bless you and your family. Um, and the short time we have left, we're going to get into some of the legislative stuff after this. But so what you, you've been watching the, the coastal Mississippi tourism thing. And I think actually he's about to let me know that we got about a minute to go. But the coastal Mississippi tourism effort, um, what is your, we got about a minute and 20 seconds left in this segment. What's your, give me your headline. And then we're going to talk about some of the potential paths forward after this. And then I want to talk about me- medical marijuana, potential uh, special session and all that stuff. So, what you, you know, as you look at it now, what what's your thought on regional tourism? Well, my thought is in the time we have it on this segment is uh, tourism is extremely important for the whole region, and um, the legislature meets every year for a reason, and that is that uh, to make. Um, changes to things that need to go on and in the case of the regional tourism board um, I call I've called it the growth we've we maybe have outgrown what we passed and guess what that is what happens that's why you have a legislature so you come back and by the way in different pieces of legislation general legislation the stuff we work on will pass it and in four years we come back and we tweak it or we change it because guess what that's the beauty of our system and so i think it falls into that category this is senator bryce wiggins when we come back we'll continue this part of the conversation see you after this break talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Senator Bryce Wiggins with us today, and uh, he's a senator from District 52 in Jackson County, and uh, just somebody who's just super, super dedicated to his role. He's a lawyer, actually, I should point out, and we're going to talk a little bit more about his expanding law firm here at the end of the program. But when we went to break, we were talking about the Coastal Mississippi tourism effort. And look, here's my thought about this, um, Bryce, has simply been that is just to kind of solidify the point that you just made. Some people say because this is a local private bill that it can't be adjust- adjusted unless all the different entities sort of sign on and endorse those adjustments. But when this was formed in 2013, compromises are made, but that's true with any bill. The legislative process is literally about compromises. And I don't think that any legislator, you know, worth worth their worth their salt would say that you arrive at the exact you know, best bill the first time. There's always going to be needs to make adjustments and whatever. And with a regional effort as substantial as tourism, for example, you never expect to land on the best solution the first time. You're going to you, you mature as an organization, you make adjustments in what you learned, and you move forward. But that's just the way the, the process works, isn't it, Bryce? It is. And, and I, I will say this, if any person tells you that uh, the bill will end up like it started out, then they have no idea about the legislative process because that ain't what it about. it's about. Uh, it, it is changes, it's compromises, and then as people who are involved in, in uh, this, uh, they have to learn that that's the case because I've seen too many times, and not to kind of go off on a tangent, but people have their one feeling about how it should be, and then they get upset that it got changed, but that's the process. So on this, to your point and to what I was saying earlier, that uh, I think when we started, it, cert- it was a novel idea, the, the One Coast Regional Tourism Group, and we that was the vehicle we chose uh, in working with our local leaders. Um, but it was a start and uh, having listened to everything that's gone on, but also seen it over the years, we've matured. We've matured as a tourism industry. We've matured as a uh, regional group. Um, the casinos are having better years than they've had ever. <laughs> I mean, it's time to look at this, uh, not to throw the, the good old throw the baby out with the bathwater, to borrow a cliche, but to see where we can take it to the next step. Um, because at the time that it got passed, um, you know, it was a concept. It was like you hear the words uh, a prototype or the, I guess, Apple, you know, they come out with their first version and then they come out with version 2.1 and then 2.5 and all that. Well, we're now got to go to Regional Tourism Board 2.0. How that's going to look, I don't know. There's conversations going on, but we would not be doing our job if we didn't look at it in that capacity. Well, I want to congratulate you, uh, you know, as a leader in Jackson County and uh, others in your delegation, I might add as well, who are really focused on 
doing what is necessary to make sure that we address the issues that we're facing, which were not unexpected, again, as part of the maturation process. And there are some legislators that were sort of surprised by some of this, which, again, I said on the show uh, maybe yesterday or, or in the last few days that said, so unfortunate they were surprised. But man, we've been in the middle of a pandemic. There's a lot going on. So I don't blame them for being surprised, even though this noise around this has been out there for about a year. Um, it's time to get up to speed. It's time to go. There are a couple of other legislators, uh, though, that have been sort of discouraging any change and wanting to accept the status quo. It's never good to accept the status quo when you've got compelling case for action. So I think with Jerry St. Pei and Greg Conan coming onto the commission, it will help us solidify some of the reasons why we need to make some adjustments. Nobody's saying it should be blown up. People are simply saying we need to do learn from our experiences and make it better. That's all that's all that's being said. Hey, let's move on to the special session, our potential special session uh, as it relates to medical marijuana. The governor's got some big concerns. Why don't you kind of tell me what the latest is on all this? Well, uh, the latest or the um, most recent, I guess, developments are there's a back and forth between the leadership in the House and the Senate and the governor. And not to totally be unexpected, know this, that the, the House and the Senate have reached an agreement. Okay. We have honored uh, the passage of 65 after it got thrown out by the Supreme Court, and we spent this summer having hearings, and my colleagues, in, in particular Senator Blackwell, Chairman Blackwell, Lee Yancey, who many people know from the coast, have worked, done a yeoman's job on getting a, dip, on getting a big bill together to do that. Now we're down, I guess, to the last kind of uh, little details, and um, there's, it's been in the press about those last details and it's about three or four things and the leaders have said you know this is where we are the governor has requested some some changes um and everybody wants a bill passed and and we want a bill that the government i'm sorry the government the governor will sign and you know to, the governor knows that and um so this is some last minute back and forth um, I personally have received a, I haven't looked at it yet, but a revised version of the bill. So, you know, we've got, I would say we've gotten to like 90% of all the things worked out and we're down to the last 10%. And so the governor has said until there's this agreement, he's not going to call the special session. And look, that is his prerogative under the constitution. I will say this though, that the people have asked us to they want us to do this. And the legislature, House and Senate, have stepped up. We've spent all summer working on it, and we're ready to go. We're ready for the call of the governor. And, um, you know, just just tell us when, and we'll be there. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's really good. Hey, so um, I want to come back to the merger on your law firm. But before we move to that, are there any hot-button issues other than this special session that you want to point out from a legislative point of view? Um, I think, I don't know if it's hot button, but it's important, and that's the redistricting, Ricky. Um, so, we, you know, we had the census last year, um, and people hopefully had filled out their census. And now, as is the case every 10 years, the legislature redraws both the congressional districts and the legislative districts. And when we go in in January, that's going to be probably one of the first things that we do is address and vote on the maps for 
Congress and for the legislature. And I will say this, that what the numbers have shown is that people are flowing to the coast. In fact, every Senate district along in the bottom three counties geographically has to get smaller because more people have joined. I will use mine as example. Um, in, in a Senate district, we all represent around 53,000 people, and that's kind of the optimum number that we have to be at. Well, I have to lose 4,000 people in my district because that's how it's increased. And even in places in Harrison County, they're even have increased even more. So that's going to be important as we go in to do that. Uh, very good. Thanks for bringing that up. Okay, your law firm has expanded. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, since I got out of the legislative session, we've been working on a merger. My firm was Wiggins Law, and I started that when I left the DA's office and decided to run for the Senate. And we got to a point where we just had, you know, needed needed more help. Uh, we merged with Andy Taggart's firm out of Jackson. Many people know Andy Taggart, longtime Republican leader, uh, ran for attorney general, but he and his wife had moved down to Ocean Springs. That got us talking. Um, we have since merged our practices. Uh, so now we are Taggart, Rhymes, and Wiggins with an office in Jackson or Ridgeland and an office down here on the coast. I think it also shows how the coast is, um, I guess, uh, uh, dictating the market, if you will, on that. And uh, it, it was really hard, to be honest, for the first couple months. We hired additional people. We brought people on. Um, but I think we're settling in now. I mean, mergers aren't easy. You probably know that, <laughs> Ricky. Uh, okay. Anybody that has businesses know that. And so we've been doing it, but now we're we're kind of settled in and, and Andy and his family are down here. And Jeff Rhymes, and I should say this, uh, of course, Andy's originally from Moss Point. I um, grew up and still live in Pascagoula. Jeff Rhymes is originally from, uh, from uh, Jackson County. And then one of our associates, uh, Trey Sims, is from Loosedale. So what you got is you actually have this coalition of, uh, I guess, of uh, Coastians and particularly the Jackson County area coming together. It's, it's really awesome. And of course, as you know, my son and uh, Andy's son know each other really well. And I have had the opportunity to enjoy a friendship with Andy. Extraordinarily well connected, very smart guy. And it's cool now that you have multiple offices. And uh, when you're in session in, in Jackson, you've got a place to go to now, right? Yeah, you know what? That actually was lost on me until I was up in Jackson a couple weeks ago. And I thought, oh, wait, I got an office I can go to. <laughs> I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me because people may not know, but, but we're a citizen legislature. And so if you're actually a new legislator, you're doing your job from your desk there because you don't have an office. And you know you don't you're not giving up your your job if you're a real estate agent a lawyer you know whatever you have to do that so it was unique. Well, Bryce Wiggins, Senator Bryce Wiggins from District 52 in Jackson County, thank you for your leadership, and I look forward to touching base with you soon, my friend. Thanks, Ricky. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a have a. Well, actually, we'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi Media Production.